Hello, and welcome back to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today is a very special episode. I am so excited for it, you guys, because I am here today with Jacqueline Gallo. She is a speaker, writer, and content creator who helps women achieve their goals. And me and Jacqueline back in the day actually used to work together one-on-one. She was my first ever coach that I hired and worked with back in 2019 when I was still at my corporate job. And I can genuinely honestly say I would not be here talking to you guys every week on the podcast on social media without Jacqueline. So it is such an honor to have her here on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. What an introduction. I'm literally tearing up because it's just so meaningful to think about all the people that you're helping and like how impactful helping others is and how it goes full circle and really does ripple. So thank you for having me. I know it's so crazy because if you would have told me that we would be here like a few years later, like it's just such a far cry from when I was in my tiny Boston apartment, like only talking to you because at that time, just for some context for people, like I hadn't even started the business. I was afraid to even give myself permission. And Jacqueline was the one who really helped give me permission to go after my dreams to become a coach and was really there helping me um, as I started started on TikTok. I remember I had like 30 followers and I would get on the phone with you every week and I'm like, I'm posting on TikTok and I'm so afraid and everyone is going to judge me. And so it's just so crazy to see where we've come. So I'm so excited to have you here. And I know I gave a brief overview of you and what you do, but for my listeners who may not be familiar with you, do you want to give a really, you know, quick background on yourself and everything you do and all that stuff? Yeah. So I am, as you mentioned, a speaker, writer, and content creator, and it's been a long journey in the making with lots of twists and turns, lots of failures, lots of ups and downs, which I'm sure that we will dive into. But my main focus is helping women achieve their goals because I believe that women are so capable and often hold ourselves back and stand in our own way. And we have all of the tools at our disposal. We just have to understand how our brains work and have the courage and confidence to then pursue our dreams. And so those are the things that I most focus on in my work. And it's an honor to be here sharing it with you today. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm so excited to dive in, especially around your journey. And I think one thing that really drew me to you and your content and in your coaching when you were taking on private clients, you know, in 2019 was, you know, you are spiritual, you are in the mindset manifestation, personal development space, but you have a really grounded and what I would maybe call realistic approach to everything. And you're not afraid to like shy away from maybe the harder parts of the journey. And that was one thing that I really, really resonated with, right? It's not, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you guys know, I always say it's not just rainbows and butterflies. Like there, there's going to be some bad days, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, your dreams aren't meant for you just because it's hard and you're maybe going through a lot of resistance and it feels like every turn you take, it's just a dead end. It doesn't mean that you're not actually on the right path. And so one thing I know you talk a lot about is, failure and grit and resilience. So I would love to, you know, talk to the audience and have you share a little bit more about how that those challenging times have shown up for you in your life to get to where you now are, right? Where you're the speaker, you're an author, you're a content creator, and you started in your dorm room. So I would love to like kind of 
dive into that to show the viewers like truly like what is possible not only like with your story of course but then just like again like we were saying like now like it how it ripples down and impacts other people like it's impacting me and hopefully impacting the listeners as well yeah I love that story I can't even believe I'm telling it because I was so embarrassed while I was living it I couldn't imagine that I would ever be sharing it so that's just a really fun fact to start with but I'll take you back to when I was 21 I was a senior in college I was going into my senior year and I landed what I thought was my dream internship, which was corporate marketing. And I was in the internship for probably like six weeks. And I had this moment of, is this it? And the weird part is I liked it. And I think this is where a lot of people find themselves. Rock bottom is actually, in my opinion, not the worst place to be because in rock bottom, we move and we have really extreme clarity on what we don't want as well as motivation to change because it's so painful. And as human beings, we move away from pain, but being in the mediocre, the, I like this, but I don't love it is dangerous because we often stay there because it's not so painful that we're willing to move. And that's where I was. And I stayed there for a little while. I would think about it on my drives home because I had about a 30 minute commute. And I found that in the car, probably like many people, I would just go off and all kinds of brain tangents. And one day I had a very clear thought, you need to start a business. I knew that I wouldn't feel fulfilled and excited about the work I did unless I was working for myself and pursuing something that I was really passionate about. And I couldn't make that thought go away. I tried to push it down and it just kept coming up. So I surrendered to it and I thought, what do I have to lose? And that's a really great mindset to start. If you're a beginner, if you're just getting started, if you're taking the first steps on a dream you have, you really have nothing to lose. You only have to gain. If you fail, all you have to gain is knowledge and experience and resilience and strength. Like those are amazing things for your life. They are like building blocks to a beautiful home. So you really have nothing to lose when you first start. Money can be remade, time, there's always more of it every single day. There's a new 24 hours. Like there's really, truly nothing to lose. And when you think about it like that, you don't put so much pressure on it. So that's where I started. And I didn't have any business ideas at the time. I just knew I wanted to start a business, which is backwards for sure. But that is the journey. And that's what it was for me. So I would write down business ideas in a notebook every day. And I decided that one day, I would just pick an idea and run with it because I knew that in order to learn, I had to start and I wasn't learning anything from just writing down ideas. And I had this hunch that it didn't really matter what idea I picked, which I think is partially correct and partially incorrect. I think there's value in that of like, just go, you're going to learn and evolve. And that's kind of the concept of the minimum viable product, which is a really awesome like startup theory concept where you want to build like the smallest Thing that actually works for the least amount of money. And then you like add on features and you make your product or service like more complicated and complex based on feedback from real customers, as opposed to like you being in your head. So I think there's a lot of value there, but I also think that doing market research ahead of time and knowing like what to create could be helpful, which I didn't do. So anyways, long story short, I picked an idea. I ran with it. My first idea was a product that encouraged more balanced eating. Cause I struggled with an eating disorder the year prior And I really felt like that was a problem and to encourage like more holistic health and balance would help women, especially be more confident and just have a more 
overall well-rounded like diet and nutrition and just in general, like body image. So I ran with that idea and I will save you the very long story because this story could go very long. It totally failed. I spent $10,000 on it and 6,000 I borrowed from my parents and 4,000 I saved up waitressing at a restaurant on campus. And I had $10,000 worth of inventory in my grandmother's garage. And I just realized like so many things I learned that I could get into, but to sum it up really quickly, I did absolutely no research and the product just, just didn't, there was no product market fit. And I realized it was a failure probably close to a year in. So at this point I was graduating college. All my friends are taking jobs, well-paying jobs in big cities. And I'm over here moving back in with my parents who I owe money to and trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do. Cause I already have my one business idea that failed. And something I like to talk about that I think is really important is that the first failure is actually the easiest one to pick yourself back up from, because I think our society does a pretty good job talking about how successful people do fail. And there's a lot of examples of successful people who have had a failure and it's like, oh, Walt Disney, I think he was like fired from his job and then he became Walt Disney like, oh, wow. And, you know, you hear all these stories about people who've maybe had one failure, but you don't really hear stories of people who've had two failures, three failures, four failures. And that's when it gets really hard. And that's what my journey was actually like. So after the product failed, I kept going and I picked myself back up. And then I decided I wanted to build an app. So I raised money on Kickstarter because now I had to pay my parents back and I needed money to actually fund the app. And so I raised $20,000, which I thought was like so much money. But the truth is that it was not much at all to build a technology platform. And so I could only afford to hire college students. And we worked on this app and the app was sort of taking the concepts from the plate and putting them into an app. So like an overall wellness app. And about another like year and a half into that, I also realized that the app failed. And it was at this point where we were beta testing it with hundreds of young women and they were messaging me all the problems. The app is crashing in the middle of my workout. The app won't load this, that, the other thing. And I talked to some people looking at the code. It just needed to be completely restarted. So either I could keep going and make a lot of massive changes, which would include raising venture capital so that I could invest in a well-designed app, which would cost at least six figures or pivoting again. And at this point I felt so down. I felt embarrassed. I felt shame. I was like almost three years out of college. Now all my friends have gotten raises. They are going on nice vacations and I am living at home with my parents, babysitting whenever I can get a babysitting gig doing some marketing consulting like on the side because I just needed to put gas in my car. And I was really fortunate that I had a home that I could go to that my parents like paid the bills for our home. And the only bills I really paid were like my car and basic things like that. When I wanted to go out to dinner with my friends, just basic things being a normal, like I guess I was like 23, 24 at the time. And I so badly wanted to quit. And I remember working on my resume. I remember looking at jobs. I never actually applied, but I got really close. And when I looked back years later, I wondered what kept me going at that moment, because I know a lot of people give up at that moment. 
And if I could figure out what kept me going, then I could help other people keep going. So I looked back at my old journal entries, which is a real blessing that I had them. And I've always been a big journaler. Even since I was a little kid, I used to journal like, this is what I did in my summer day, 2005. I went to the pool. And as I got older, it evolved more. In college, it was probably like all journaling about boys. And then once I got to postgrad, it was all journaling about my business and my mindset around my business and being a failure and all these things. And I found this one entry from right around the time that I wanted to give up after the second failure. And one thing I noticed in it is that while there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of hurt and there was a lot of heaviness, there were also glimmers of hope. Sentences like, I don't want to do this because it's hard and I feel like I might be happier if I just had a job and I feel like I've given it my all and I want to give up. But deep down, I know I can do this. And what I realized is that courage isn't about not having fear. Courage isn't about not having those negative emotions. When we think of courage, we often think of superheroes, which we saw in our childhood, and these people that are totally fearless. But the truth is courageous people are filled with fear. Courageous people have negative thoughts. Courageous people wonder if they should keep going. And the difference, the thing that makes them courageous is that they have a little bit more self-belief than fear. And that self-belief propels them to take just the next step. And with every step you take, you can see a little bit further. It's like walking down a road with only your iPhone flashlight. You don't know where the road twists and turns. You don't know if it goes up and down, but you can see that next step in front of you. And that's all you need to see. And so I just kept going one step at a time and it continued to evolve and what I found is that the more that I believed in myself and the more open I was to opportunities, the more I worked on my mindset and thinking positive thoughts, I got really into law of attraction and speaking it into existence and telling the story of where I was going, not where I currently am. The more things started to work for me, the more I built trust with not only myself, but with God, with the universe, with things coming to me and pieces started to align. I started to trust the timing of my life. I started to look back on other experiences I had had prior to the business where timing worked out. Like when I was really devastated in high school that it didn't work out with this guy that I really liked. And then I met my husband. Uh, well, I already knew him, but I started dating my husband when I was in college and fell madly in love with him and have the best marriage ever. And it's like, wow, thank God it didn't work out with that other guy. And I have so many life experiences like that. When I was going away to college, I really wanted to go to Cornell. I applied early decision. I was rejected. December 15, 2012, worst day of my life, I thought at the time. I cried my eyes out. Still remember that date. Yet four months later, I found out I got into Georgetown. I met two of my best friends who are bridesmaids in my wedding. I started my business there. So many amazing blessings came out of my education there and I was clearly meant to be there. And so just learning to really trust the timing of my life and all of that paired with the manifestation and the mindset, it sort of set me up like I was a bunch of sticks that were put together, ready to be a fire. And all I needed was a single spark. And I got that single spark at the very probably beginning of 2019, not too long before I met you actually. And truly 
I became at that time what I would have called an overnight success in so many areas, whether it was financial in terms of my goals, which became to be a speaker and get paid to speak and book to speak, to grow an audience, all of these things. Yet it wasn't overnight at all. Right. Like, and I still experience that every day. Like, you know, there's so many things that like put me into this next level. And I'm like, oh my God, that was just like one email, one conversation, one post, one thing that led to this. Yet it was 27,000 things that led up to this moment. And so that's kind of when it all changed. And from there, it just naturally grew. And I started focusing on helping women achieve their goals because that's ultimately what I wanted to do and help people really in the areas that I needed help and just kept sharing my journey and created a lot of success. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't give up. And I'm so grateful that I built resilience. And if I can share anything about the journey of pursuing your dreams, resilience is one of the best tools in your toolkit and being willing to fail is going to help you get to the mountain you actually want to climb. I think that when we're pursuing our dreams, we have choices on what mountains we want to climb. And so you can climb the two mile mountain. That's like an easy hike. And you can probably do that without failing too much. And it's probably going to feel really good on your ego, but really bad deep down, which means that deep down, you're actually in a very negative vibrational state or low vibrational state because you're conflicting with your true inner being, which knows your full potential. And that's where a lot of people choose because they're afraid to fail, or you can choose to climb the mountain. That's this really hard 10 mile hike where you have to rock climb and it's going to be really challenging, really exhausting, but it's going to be the best view in the entire city. And that's the mountain that I choose to climb. And that's the mountain that I hope everyone listening will choose to climb knowing and being willing to fail along the way. That was so powerful. I got chills so many times. There were so many things you said that I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. I want to like add an exclamation point to like so many amazing points. And you guys can obviously tell this is why Jacqueline does this for a full-time job as a uh, professional speaker because her stories are so powerful and inspirational and impactful. But, you know, one thing I want to draw attention to is you, you use the word failure a lot and not being afraid of failure. And I think the underlying reason of why you're not afraid of failure the way other people are, and it's not like you're like, you fail. And like you said, it's just like, okay, it's fine. Like you had those hard days where you were crying and it was so hard and you wanted to give up. Right. But I think the key difference is how you internally define failure. Um, You know, because what happens for a lot of people is they make the definition of failure equal. I'm not good enough. I'm not meant for this. I'm not supposed to do this. If this didn't work the first or second time, I'm not good enough and I should just come up. If it's not easy, then it's not meant to be, right? And it's that perfectionist mindset around it. It's like that all or nothing. Whereas when you say failure, you didn't explicitly say this, but from my understanding of the context, it's really like, I just didn't hit the goal that I wanted. But that's not, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm stupid or whatever else. It's just, I wanted to make 10K this month, for example, and I and I didn't. And that sucks, but that doesn't mean anything about myself. And so I think for people listening who really struggle with that fear of failure, and let me know your thoughts here, but I think the first step is redefining what failure is. Because if your definition of failure is if I don't get it right or do it perfectly, then I'm not good enough. 
And the, the first thing is to really redefine like what is failure? Because some people view failure as a good thing. Like you said, there's a million and one examples of how many people have failed before they succeeded. And, and to your point, that's one thing that kept me going really early is because before doing this whole thing for myself, I was involved in a startup. I was on the side reading a lot of books about companies that we all know today, Airbnb, um, Nike, like really big companies and how they got started. And they all, you know, involved multiple, multiple failures up front. But had I not been reading those books, I wouldn't have been exposed to it. So normalizing failure, redefining it as normal, as part of success. It's the way you have to move through failure to get to success. So if you start seeing it as failure, it doesn't mean anything about me. And actually, every time I fail, I'm just one step closer to success. And I, it's inevitable. I have to, it's a rite of passage almost. Like I have to go through this and get those kind of like badges of honor. Then it'll be a lot easier to get back up. Not to say it's going to be easy, but it's going to be easier because you're not making it mean this thing about yourself that it doesn't actually mean, but it feels that way because that's what you believe to be true. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You hit the nail on the head. The way we define words is so important and what a blessing it is that we can simply redefine them. All that is, is a reframe. It's a perspective shift. And sometimes you make that shift and it's just clicks and you're like, oh, that's what I was missing. Other times you might need some reinforcement. You might need to remind yourself, this is my new definition of failure. This is who I want to be going forward. And either way, it is as simple as redefining it. And I define failure and feel free to take this definition and make it your definition. Also feel free to make it your own. If you don't quite resonate with mine, I believe that we're all unique and individual. And there's a lot of education around self-development that is like, this is the way, and I am the genius and the guru. And I don't believe any of that. So that my exact definition that works for me might not work for you, but at least it can give you some inspiration to create your own definition. And for some of you, you might be like, that totally resonates. The easiest thing is just take that definition and put it on my brain. So great. So my definition is either a lesson or a redirection, and I'm going to subdefine each of those things. So a lesson is when you didn't hit a goal that is genuinely aligned with your vision for your life in the time frame that you want it. And the reason you didn't hit it is because there's something you don't know yet. There's some area of growth or development or opportunity. So let's use the financial goal example. You wanted to make $10,000 in the month. You didn't make it. The lesson is something within that, that you needed to learn to become the kind of person who consistently makes $10,000 a month. So whether that's a shift in the way you're showing up, your energy, maybe you're showing up with a lot of desperation, a lot of scarcity. Maybe it is something really strategic, like, oh my gosh, we had this funnel running and we didn't even realize that one of the pages was directing the wrong place. And so that's why 500 people got sent to the wrong page. Like it could be truly just a little tweak, but there's something in that that is the answer. It is the exact answer. So going back to the mountain analogy, I want you to imagine that you're climbing this mountain and at the very bottom, before you got on the mountain, you were like, God, universe, please help me climb this mountain. All I want is to climb this mountain. You're manifesting it. You're putting it out there. You're like, I wrote it down 27 times and I am climbing the mountain. So you start climbing the mountain and at first things feel like they're going really well. And you're like, I'm doing it. I'm climbing the mountain. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, universe. 
And then all of a sudden the mountain starts going downwards and you notice that you're in a valley and you get angry. You're like, I am getting farther away from the top of the mountain. Why are you doing this to me? I asked you to help me climb the mountain and now I'm in this valley. And this is what we do. We actually get like angry. We're like, this is the opposite of what I wanted. Manifestation doesn't work. And we get like bitter and we have this, like, I imagine like our like guardian angels, like coming down and like laughing at us. I always imagine this. I don't know why they're like, ha ha. She thinks she's getting farther, but she's actually getting closer. Like little does she know. So anyways, I imagine on this mountain that like God or the universe or an angel or whatever you believe comes down and is like, yes. And you're like, I wanted to climb the mountain and now I'm getting farther away. And God's like, well, if you wanted to climb the mountain, then your legs need to be stronger because right now you are physically not strong enough. You will make it 75% of the way there and you will have to turn around because you do not have enough strength to make it the rest of the way. So I thought, oh my gosh, let me help her climb the mountain. And I put this valley in the middle of the mountain and inside the valley, there's these ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. And every time you go up, you, you build your strength and you go down and you're able to recover so you can go up again. So by the time you leave the valley, you have enough strength to finish climbing the mountain. So I gave you the exact thing you needed to climb the mountain, yet you just missed it. And that's exactly what our lessons are. They are the exact things that we're currently missing. So it's not that we didn't hit a goal. It's that we didn't hit it in the timeline we set, which was an arbitrary thing anyway. So that's my half of my definition. And I can fit about half or maybe even more, maybe even like 75% of my personal failures into that category, especially the ones I experience in more recent years, because I fail all the time. Still, I still question myself. Last week, I had a day where I wanted to give up, swear to God, still happens, still human. And I can put those failures into those lessons. Like I didn't hit a goal in the timeline I set, but I'm still going to keep on keeping on and trust that this is a lesson. And sometimes you don't even know the lesson. That's another thing. Sometimes you didn't even know your legs were getting stronger. That's okay. You don't have to understand it all. Reflection is powerful, but you don't need to analyze every little, what was that teaching me 24 seven either? Because that's just going to come from probably a really limited mindset as opposed to like, I trust that I'm learning the things I need to learn. Obviously reflect, evolve, change things that need to be changed. That's like a no brainer. So the other category, which I can probably attribute about 25% of my failures in, and these are especially the ones that I occurred and experienced in the beginning of my journey, are redirections. And I define redirections as things that maybe you thought you wanted. You convinced yourself you want it, maybe because of what society tells you, maybe because of what your parents told you growing up, maybe because that's all you saw. So we, when we're in a box, all we can see is the box and we don't know what we don't know. And so for me, for example, when I had my first business idea to create a product, the reason that that was my idea is because all I knew about business, even though I was in business school, funny how you don't learn entrepreneurship in business school, all I knew about entrepreneurship was Shark Tank. I am not kidding. My dad and I watched Shark Tank on the regular. My parents were not self-employed, so I didn't get that experience. All I got was Shark Tank. And everyone on Shark Tank had products and they were storing them in their garage. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a product because that's all I knew. I didn't know you could be a speaker. I didn't know that I could write books and I could make money from the sale of my books. I didn't know that you could like create content and get paid for that. Like I didn't know any of that. Right. And so 
I just thought that that was what I wanted to do. Was that actually what I wanted to do? Probably not. It probably wasn't like the core aligning purpose is a really heavy word. I try not to use it because I think that people attach way too much to it. And we have purpose in and out of our career and our purpose evolves as we evolve. But I would say like my core aligning, like desire of the things that I wanted to do for the foreseeable future. I don't think that the product was it. And the same thing with the app, it just kind of became, okay, a product didn't work. Maybe I need something digital because there were problems with shipping and different categories that I thought I could solve with something digital. But really it wasn't like, I want to be a tech CEO and I want to raise venture capital. That was never like my core aligning desire. But here's the thing. I couldn't have figured out what that core aligning desire was without those experiences. You can't just skip them. There's no way to go from kindergarten to 12th grade without going through first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade. There's just no way. Maybe if you're a genius, you can skip a few grades. There's no way a kindergartner is going to 12th grade. If you find one, call me. I would be very impressed. So I had to go through those and they were the redirections that I needed to find the thing that I was meant to find. The same is true in my story that I shared about relationships. I didn't know what I wanted in a partner until I realized what I didn't want. And then I was really clear. And so then I was selective when I was dating. And that's how I ended up with my husband. Same thing with the college situation. I probably wouldn't have picked Georgetown, to be completely honest. I wanted to study fashion and Georgetown didn't have fashion. And so I didn't want to go there. Long story on career that I could go into. That's a total side note. So I won't, but I wouldn't have picked it. So the only way the universe could get me to do it was to actually just like have it be my best option, reject me from every other school I wanted to go to. And so I decided to go there because there was so much there for me. There was so much growth there for me. Like I I could go into this episode for two hours on the things that I experienced specifically there that I don't think I would have gotten anywhere else that created me and shaped me into the person I am today. And I wouldn't have made that decision without the redirection. So the redirection step in for a variety of reasons, whether we don't know what we don't know, whether we're just not going to make that decision. So God's going to step in and help us make it, whether we just haven't figured it out yet. And it's a part of our journey of figuring out what our true desires are. That's when the rejections and lead to redirections and they step into our world and they're incredibly powerful and when you're in them, they can feel really confusing because it feels like something's not working. And that's when your trust that if something's not working, something better is actually coming is going to be really important. So I encourage you to think about your definition of failure, see if lessons and redirections resonates with you. And if it does, you might want to do a little exercise where you write down some of the failures you feel the most shame and the most emotions around currently and see which category they fit into. And if it is a redirection, write about where it redirected you to. And if it was a lesson, write about some of the lessons that you took away from that experience, because it will really help cement this belief into your brain, the more evidence you give it. I loved all of that so much. I was just nodding my head aggressively the entire time you were talking. And I think I agree entirely with your definition. I resonate hundred percent. And One thing that has always helped me in those periods where it is you're learning this tough lesson or you're going through this redirection is like the whole rejection is redirection and it's this or something better. I always hold that belief of I 
don't know everything. So if I'm not getting what I want and on my timeline, I'm still probably frustrated because I'm a human being and I want what I want. But I also deep down on like have this knowing and trusting that it's this or something better. So if I'm not getting the money I want, the job I want, the career, whatever the heck it is when I want it, I trust that it's this or something better. And like you said, it's, you know, that path is going to be revealed to you over time. And I think this conversation has been so impactful and powerful on its own but it really ties into um the last two podcast episodes I had around aligned action and divine timing and just really kind of seeing again how the you know one step in front of the other it's not always perfect but eventually it leads you in the direction that you're meant to be and ultimately for your highest good so thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this incredible incredible knowledge your story that I know is going to resonate with so many people and the value you dropped like seriously I know I'm listening to you here live and just being like yes 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 so I know that this one's going to hit home for all the listeners out there so any anything else that you want to leave our listeners with any words of encouragement and also of course where to find you because I know after this episode everyone's going to be like all right I love this episode and I need more of Jacqueline (laughs) Thank you. I would say words of encouragement. The thing that's on my heart that I think will just kind of tie this whole thing together is just a reminder that anything you don't like about your life, about yourself, you can change. And we didn't really get into like brain science and changing your habits and changing your identity because we only have so much time, but that information is all available for you. And those are things that I know Victoria talks about. Those are things that I talk about, like anything you want to change about your life you can change. And it's, it's actually not rocket science. It's actually very simple. It's just that so many people don't have the knowledge or the education on it. And that's why we're here doing the work we do so that more people can change things and create a life that they love. Right. And so I just want to remind you, like, you're not stuck. Nothing is said and like nothing. I mean, the amount of things like that I truly identified with and thought that was just who I was and just something I would struggle with forever that I've changed are, incredible. And I just, I love myself and I love my life and I want to bottle it up and give it to everyone. And it's not perfect. And I'm nowhere near. I want to be, I have way bigger goals, but that's not the point. The point is not the destination. It truly isn't. It's climbing the mountain. You have to love climbing the mountain just as much as you love the view at the top. And a big part of doing that is changing the things that you don't like today in the present, whether it's about yourself, about your routine, right? Like those are all things that you're in control of. So I just want to remind you of that. Even if you're in a failure, even when times are tough, even if you're struggling living paycheck to paycheck, I've been all of those places, but what changed it and made it so much better was what Abraham Hicks would call tending to my vibration. Like, what are the things that make me happy? What are the things that make me feel good? What can I change about who I am? How can I become the person I want to be? And those things are all available for you right now. Even if you're like, but Jacqueline, you can do it, but can I? Yes, you can build the belief that you can change. And that's the first place to start. So sending you so much love on this journey. Um, If you want more from me, the best places are social media, Instagram and TikTok. I'm Jacqueline T. Gallo. And my podcast is called Spark Your Light. And we had an amazing episode with Victoria that you should totally check out from like maybe like two months ago. Yeah. And I will absolutely link all of that in the show notes so you guys can 
find Jacqueline just a click away. So thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Such a full circle moment. I'm getting chills again. So I know it's just going to be such a powerful episode. And if this episode helped you, if it resonated, which I'm sure it did, send this to a friend, share it on social, get the word out and let's impact more women and start changing the world and all that good stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode and have an incredible week and I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.